Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 100. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Well, welcome to the special 100th edition of the Dose of Leadership podcast, and I'm so thrilled to bring back to the show my good friend, John Lee Dumas. I thought it was appropriate at this milestone to bring him back because he was my first scheduled interview and so I'm glad to have him back. You don't need much of an introduction, but I will for the sake. If there's anybody out there who doesn't know who John Lee Dumas is in the podcast community, uh, well, here it is. He's the founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire. It's a podcast that interviews today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. It's one of the top-ranked business podcasts, generating over 400,000 unique downloads a month in over 145 countries. And he's talked to Barbara Corcoran, Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Guy Kawasaki, and hundreds more. And all the magic happens in on Entrepreneur on Fire. I know I'm a big fan. And John, welcome back to the Dose of Leadership podcast. 100, Rich. Hey. I am so proud of you. This is a huge milestone, the century mark. Thank you for the honor of being a guest on your show. Well, I think it's kind of, you know, you're coming up too relatively soon um, on your one year anniversary, right? So it's kind of two milestones at once. And so we got to be celebrating my 100th and, and your one year journey. So thank you for. Uh, Early on, I guess I, and we said this in the first podcast when I talked to you back in um, January. Wow, was it that long? Ago? Yeah, and your podcast was only three and a half months old at that time. Yeah, that's it. And what was so great is that when I decided to do this podcast, and I said in that first one that you were a huge part of me kind of getting off um, the ledge and stepping into and taking that leap of faith uh, after kind of reading and listening to about your journey. And so when I said that in my first interview, and I, I don't know if I said this or not, but I got to tell you, thank you for when I reached out to you, I sent you an email in December and you responded within about 30 minutes. And so that's what I really appreciate about you, John. And, and you've been a great friend. You've been a great um, teacher. It's been kind of fun to go along this journey with you. And I've learned a lot from you on the sidelines and directly. So, but I wanted to thank you how you, your kind of mentality of paying it forward. And, and I've certainly tried to do that in my daily activities. So I just wanted to thank you personally for being that way. Well, it's truly my pleasure, Richard. I mean, I do remember that email and it really did hearken me back to the time when somebody paid it forward to me, which is about six months prior to that, when I was about to start my journey, I had my aha moment, that light bulb idea. And I sent my email to Jamie Tardy right before I went to bed, mm-hmm. who was a very successful podcaster of the eventual millionaire. And I sent the email and I was like, man, I hope she gets back to me in a couple of weeks. That'll be great. I hope she validates my idea. If she shoots it down, then I, I may just stay in commercial real estate. Who knows? But I sent the email. I remember I got up at like 3 a.m. to go get a glass of water and decided to check my phone real quick. And there was an email. Sure enough, it was from Jamie Tardy, same night. I don't think it was quite 30 minutes later, but it was probably within three hours. And that email was very positive, even requested a coffee date so we could sit down and talk my idea and discuss it because I did ask her at that point to be my mentor from the get-go. And that just launched me. That just got me going on a roller coaster that I have not gotten off since. So I am so thrilled to hear that I've paid it forward to you because I know 
the thousands and thousands of people that you've directly inspired. And to know that I've been a cause of that ripple effect and know that you're continuing to pay it forward, that means the world. Well, it, it is. And that's what's so fun about the journey. And, and, and I know my journey is you know, relatively young, but I, and I think it's only been nine months for me on the podcast and how much my life has changed uh, just because of the simple act of deciding to do something. And I think that uh, for years I've, I've thought I wasn't an entrepreneur. Now I'm convinced that I am. And the amazing thing is, is that after talking to entrepreneurs, talking to great leaders, and I know that you had the same experience, is that you realize that they're no different than any one of us. They just The only difference is the resiliency to bounce back from a setback and the ability to take action you know, and not have it be perfect. And I think those are the two biggest lessons I've learned over the last nine months. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd even say you kind of even get past that resiliency part and learn to embrace and get excited for the failure yeah. because you know that those are huge stepping stones towards success. And that's the only way you're ever going to get successful is if you fail. And I've had some recent major failures that I have been thrilled about because I know that they are pushing me towards the light. Yeah, I like that. Bring us up to speed on what has happened in the last year. I think it would be kind of beneficial for all of us to kind of know where you were um, when you first started this and where you are now. What has been the biggest transformation in your life? Sure, I'd love to share that. And, you know, to start off, I mean, definitely, Richard, feel free to ask me any question, any specifics. I'm a huge believer in transparency. I do follow that Pat Flynn model. Me too. And I think it's so huge if you're going to talk to talk to actually be showing the walk. And we're doing that here at Entrepreneur on Fire. And I'll actually get into that specifically in a couple of minutes here. But to give you the quick rundown of the last year, I mean, as yours has been, mine has truly been life changing, transforming in so many ways. I launched a podcast on September 22nd, 2012. Two days prior to that, I was at a conference, Agents of Change, on September 20th, 2012. And I was sitting in that audience, I'll never forget, I was saying, wow, Entrepreneur on Fire, the podcast, is going to be accepted by the iTunes store any day now. It'll be live. I wonder if it's going to be a success Mm -hmm. or a grandiose failure. And I'm seeing people on stage, Derek Halpern, Amy Porterfield, Chris Brogan, and I'm saying, those guys are so successful. They're doing so many great things right now. I'm so in awe of them. And then the podcast did launch two days after that Agents of Change conference on September 22nd. It was a success from the beginning. Three months after that, I was actually on stage speaking at New Media Expo in, in January in Las Vegas, which was an amazing experience about podcasting, about Entrepreneur on Fire. And since then, the podcast has continued to grow. I've, I've had amazing guests that you've mentioned. We've gone from 231,000 unique downloads in June to 308,000 in July to 419,000 in August and we'll be breaking half a million here in the month of September and just seeing that snowball effect continue to grow has been awesome and what's really cool is that tomorrow Rich because September 19th as we're speaking right now is the one year anniversary of the Agents of Change conference and guess what it's happening again but guess what I'm speaking at, That's and awesome. I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> I'm going to be on stage with Chris Brogan, with Michael Stelzner of Social Media Examiner, people who I respect, know, like, and trust, and now know as friends, colleagues, and peers, and I'm truly excited for that journey. There's been a lot of great um, experiences along the way. We've done some really wonderful things as far as communities and products and sponsorships. 
And specifically, we've monetized in a number of ways, Richard. And again, I'm 100% transparent, and I'm more than willing to share any and all of those ways and or numbers if that's something you want to get into. But Overall, it's just been an amazing journey. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to watch, and I'm glad to to, to have you as my friend, and to also kind of sit there, and engage, and, and and bounce ideas off of you, and just and kind of be three to four months behind you. Obviously, my numbers aren't, and I think that's important to talk about the numbers, especially with you know you and I are in a mastermind together, your mastermind with uh, Fire Nation Elite, and it's fun to see how many people are excited about getting into podcasting. I am a huge believer of podcasting now. I mean, I, it's, it's benefited and transformed my life in so many ways. And um, it's funny to watch um, how we all get kind of wrapped up. We even saw in the last couple of days on, on the Mastermind how people are getting wrapped up of the techniques and the tactics of uh, logo design, of my exact download numbers. And we all do it. We all go on to Libsyn and see how we're doing. And, and sometimes we gauge our success. But I, I, I want to, and I want to get your opinion on this and how you feel about it, because it's easy to think sometimes. I don't know if you felt this. I know that I have at times that even though, you know, tens of thousands of people are listening to my podcast uh, during the month, um, sometimes I feel like no one's listening. And um, your experience may be a little different because your numbers are, are quite a bit higher, but. And when I feel that way, sometimes down in the, like, God, no one's listening, is the trouble, is even worth it. And I think it's important to understand that, that it isn't always, you know, roses and, and positivity. Sometimes it's kind of lonely and you're like, man, is this even worth it? And every time that happens, and the benefit of podcasting, even though it hasn't necessarily been monetarily, someone will send me an email. Someone from South Africa got an email from the guy saying, oh my God, this podcast has been a godsend to me. I mean, I, I, I can't believe I came across it and thank you so much. And it doesn't pay the electric bill. But it certainly keeps the juices going. Have you had moments like that with you in the podcast? The the, the kind of lonely dark side, and then kind of the the moments that weren't necessarily monetary, terribly fulfilling, but they they were more I don't know ethereal in that nature, I guess. A hundred percent, and that's really what keeps the juices flowing, as you spoke of so eloquently. That's exactly what I love to open up every single day on the emails and you know like you I I do get a lot of downloads and it's it's crazy seeing these hundreds of thousands of unique downloads per month but that doesn't always translate into a ton of social media or emails because a lot of people that listen they listen to the podcast and they love it but they're not going then out of their way to find the website and to compose an email and to email the actual host those that do, I love those emails, and I know that they've really gone out of the way to do so. And I really know that that person represents probably thousands of people that are listening that are just not, you know, going that extra step to to, to contact me. So, you know, sometimes it does feel like you're speaking to an empty room because you don't have anybody coming back to you. You're not looking out into an audience that's sitting there in the chairs in rapt attention. Although there are people out there that are sitting there listening, whether they're driving a car, whether they're folding laundry, whether they're doing one or another of things. And it's funny you bring up the story from Africa because that is actually my favorite story. I had an email uh, four or five months ago from a guy from Morocco who said, John, once a week I get on my bike and I bike 10 miles to the nearest internet cafe. I download the last seven episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire. I bike back to my little hut, my, my hut within my town, and my friends, my family come over, and they all listen. The kids that are 6, 8, and 12 years old listen to your podcast. We actually watch and listen 
we actually go to your website and we pull up the actual show notes page as we listen to the podcast. And it's an education for us. And to visualize that guy doing that in Morocco, in this town that doesn't even really have that much in the way of electricity or entertainment and that people are really choosing to expand their minds by doing something like this on an evening in the middle of the springtime or whenever they're listening is just really crazy to think about and it's something that I always kind of hearken back to and I actually save that email because it's something that I really want to open up every now and then when I feel like oh man I only got XYZ number of downloads today or nobody emailed me today right. like thanking me for the podcast and then I remember that you know what there are definitely people out there listening and we are inspiring people Richard. Yeah and I think you hit it on the head I think um, for me the same thing I go back to those emails or when it kind of happens that you, you do make a bigger impact than you give yourself credit for. And again, I don't say that and like, oh, look how great we are and we're these great people. It's 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 almost humbling to me because you feel like, oh my gosh, you know? And I had a guy similar, he, he, he told me in one of my masterminds, that, you know, what you said in the conversation we were having, I don't even remember the specifics that he said. He said, but he, I had to pull over and I just had this, this moment, I realized I didn't like where I was going and I just started crying. I'm like, really? And I said, I, you know, and he says, it's because of your podcast I did this. And so when I hear those things, it almost takes me back to go, and it makes me want to put more quality out because then to realize that you do have a tremendous, and that's what's so great about podcasting is that people can really get to know you. And if you're authentic and you're, and you're completely transparent, like you said, I think that is the secret sauce to great relationships, to great podcasts as well. But I think that, um, I don't know, there's just been so many lessons learned uh, that, that um, going down this journey, and I'm excited to see where it's going. Talk to me about the future of podcasting. Where do you think it is? We talked about that nine months ago, but where do you think it's going? I just think it's just it's going like gangbusters now. I sense that anyway. I feel the same way. I really do see an upper trend in podcasting. I feel like more people are hearing about podcasting for the first time every single day and seeing that it's just an incredible way to get free on-demand content, very targeted to their niche. You know, a guy that I know, like, and trust a lot, he's a mentor of sorts, Michael Stelzner, who runs the second largest social media website, Social Media Examiner, gave a keynote at his major conference this past April and said, podcasting, bar nothing, is the hottest thing in 2013. And I think that's going to continue into 2014, into 2015 and beyond, because it really is a way for people to consume the content they want, when they want, in a very intimate way. And there's some really exciting things coming out. I'm actually really looking forward to my new car, which is going to be the Mazda S3, and I'm getting it almost specifically because it's one of the first cars that's coming out with Stitcher Radio yeah. app in the dashboard, right. and I'm thrilled about it because I can turn to the Leadership you know, podcast, I can turn to Entrepreneur on Fire, I can turn to whatever podcast I want to and stream it through my speakers without having to go through you know, a couple of the barriers that now exist. And so it's just getting easier and easier to consume as more people get smartphones and more people have access to Wi-Fi everywhere and streaming and 4G and now in the cars. I mean, it's really incredible the direction we're going. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not blind to how fast things change and to, you know, the ignorance of cycles. And I know at some point, you know, podcasting will run its course and that will happen when it happens. And I'm looking to stay on the cutting edge as long as it does so I can you know, look to jump on to the next thing if and when there is a next thing. But if there's not, I'm so thrilled with the, the direction podcasting is. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. 
That's why I do it seven days a week yeah. without pause and without any hesitation because I truly do love this medium and it's something that I'm very excited about and very bullish on the future. Yeah, I am too. And I, and it's so much fun. You hit the point in the head. I, I, I look forward to this more than anything else during the day as far, you know, and, and, um, and I'm, I think it's, people should know that as successful as I feel that the, the podcast has been for me, it's never, I, I always feel like I want, you know, there's still a lot more I want to accomplish obviously and where I want to go and where I want to take the podcast and the brand. Um, but going back kind of the entrepreneurial mindset, and I think it's, I've had some people kind of have the perception that, Hey, this is what I do all the time, a full time. I'm like you, you made the leap and we'll talk about your new podcast here. It's kind of talk about that where you, you went full bore. This is what you do full time. I still don't do that. I still have a full time job with a major aircraft manufacturer as a pilot. So I work, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week doing that. But I also do this. And I want people, I tell people that because I think it's important to understand. Um, I always told myself the lie that you couldn't do both. And um, I think it's important that to understand the mindset shift that I went through. I never realized how much time I wasted with non productive activities until I started this journey. I don't know if yours was the same way, but I cannot believe how much TV I watched, um, how much I just sat around and didn't do anything really productive. And I, and I, kind of embarrassed to even say that but did you have that same experience absolutely there was one thing i really learned in the army which i think was one of the best things i pulled out of that experience was right when i graduated college at 22 years old i was commissioned as an officer and i learned very quickly that tasks will expand to the time that you allot them to and if you give yourself all day to do something it will take you all day to do it but if yep. you literally give yourself two hours to knock something out you're going to make that happen so if you really do sit down and schedule a task out to be completed, and that's the only amount of time you have, your mind will take on a new type of focus, and you will get it done. And I've always adopted that mentality. One of the Army phrases is, we get more done before 9 a.m. than the rest of the world does all day. And I actually still believe in that mentality. And I get up at 5 a.m. every single morning. I go for a nice power walk around the Bay in San Diego listening to great podcasts to kind of get my juices flown and get the blood flowing and get some breathing in there and to really get the fresh air. And then I sit down at five 30 and I'm ready to roll. And, you know, for the next three and a half hours, I am going nutso with everything I need to do to run my business. And then I look up and it's 9am and I say to myself, you know what? Most people are getting to work right now. And they're about to go pour a cup of coffee and, and talk at the water stand for a little bit. And then they might start opening their emails up around 9:30 a.m. And I've already put in a full day and I've just begun. I still have another eight hours and I'm going to just crush it for Entrepreneur on Fire. And that's really what I attribute my success to is the amount of stuff that I get done every single day because I put my mind and my focus to that. You know, I was recently asked a question and I went through uh, the John Maxwell certification and, we, and they talk about that. They talk about the intentionality. And um, that's a big word that I'm on or a big idea. And just how many of us in a, any given part of the day sit down for just even 30 minutes and intentionally think about how am I going to, whatever it is, increase my business, get a new client, do this, and just sit there and think about what am I going to do with my life. And it's amazing how really none of us do that that intentionally. And even if you just did it for 30 minutes, how much more your life can be transformed. Absolutely. I love that word. <laughs> yeah. You know, this whole mindset shift is, for me, it's been really, um, 
uh, there's so many things I wish I, you know, I, that I want to share with you in, in the audience about how, where I was nine months ago to where I am now. And it's still a work in process. And I think it's, uh, I've committed myself that I'm never going to reach a plateau. I don't think I'm ever going to sit there and say, uh, aha, I've made it. Um, and I know that's a big question that you've asked, you ask people on your podcast. I, I think I will at times stop and smell the roses and say, well, this is a great place to be, but I, I never want to get to the point where I'm um, at a plateau and thinking, yeah, I deserve all this now because then I think you're setting yourself up for a fall. How do you feel about that? I'm a huge believer in the journey and about always setting these great milestones and you know, really taking a step back and expressing joy when you do reach those milestones yeah. because that's that's life. I mean, life is meant to be enjoyed and and not just keep your head down and work until you can't work anymore and then right. you drop. I mean, I'm a huge believer in that and that attentionality. I love that word. I'll use it a few more times now that you've uh, brought it to my attention. <laughs> and it's it's a great, it's definitely a great phrase for a number of reasons. And and I really do believe though in the fullness of the journey that once you do hit that milestone, now it's time to take that 30 minutes that you just talked about, step back and and see where the next step you want to go. Don't just keep driving forward because you hit that success and you want to, you know, maybe maybe things have changed now that you've reached that right. milestone and maybe you want to go in a different direction. And that's happened a number of times with Entrepreneur on Fire. And that's why we currently have, you know, three different major income streams. And each one of them are very distinct because they're very different intentional avenues I went down. I didn't just find one that worked and drive forward with that. I found one that worked, found success there, and then moved on to a next one, and then moved on to a next one. And I think that's a great avenue for entrepreneurs because you know we live in a very up and down world as small business owners, and we need to diversify. And that's one great way to, to, to diversify is by having multiple income streams. And I know you're doing that right now, Rich, and having success doing that. And it's something that we're doing in Entrepreneur on Fire, and we're actually really excited to be sharing that because we're going to be coming out with full income reports starting October 1st. That's great. And we're going to do that on a monthly basis because I love that Pat Flynn model. Of yes. His income reports where he just lays it all out there and he's very saying, this is transparent. This is how I make my money. This is how I spend my money. These are my expenses. And we're doing the exact same thing on the podcasting side. So October 1st, we're releasing our first income report. That income report is going to be for around $43,000 for the month of September alone. And that's obviously a really exciting number for a lot of reasons. And it's something that we really want to inspire the people that say, hey, this is within 12 months of launching a podcast. And this is, this is doable. This isn't the norm and this isn't guaranteed, but this is something that we've done. And you know, maybe 12 months from now, you'll be making $8,000 a month, or maybe you'll be making 60, or maybe you'll be making one, but it is possible, and we show you exactly how we've done it. Yeah, no, I, there, is really, there really isn't anything more inspirational than doing that. The Platt Flynn model, and you're doing that, that's going to help so many people say, hey, I can do this too. I think that is the biggest uh, payout of doing that, of deciding to do that. So I applaud you for doing that. So that, that's going to help so many people. Thank you. And it's going to show that we're not doing it alone either. I mean, I have a team here at Entrepreneur on Fire that I do pay and pay very well. And it's not, I couldn't get to this number by myself. And I think that's very important to not only invest in yourself with mentors and with masterminds, but to invest in yourself to form a team around you that can help you leverage and scale both your time and knowledge. Yeah. Amen to that. And that's the other thing you brought up. I'm glad you brought that up because the idea, the thing that I really learned over this last nine months is the idea of masterminds. And, um, I, of course I'm doing that with my, um, leadership coaching and, and certification. 
that whole business model is around the idea of masterminds. Um, but just the whole general concept of surrounding yourself by like-minded individuals has huge benefits and payouts. I know I'm in a handful of them. I'm in yours with the Fire Nation Elite. What a great resource to check every day. And it's just, isn't it fun to watch how everybody interacts on a day-to-day basis and, and, and some of the, it's just, it's, it's not necessarily the monetary gains, it's the relationships that get formed and the little onesies and twos. You never know where it's going to go and lead to. And that's what's so exciting about surrounding yourself with a group of like-minded folks. I think it's priceless. I truly believe that the energy and the support and the feedback and the criticism that happens on a daily basis within Fire Nation Elite and within any other mastermind that people join that is a very genuine, active, and open mastermind, and there are plenty out there, um, is is incredibly important for the journey. Yeah, I just I'm a huge fan of them, and I'm never I'm always going to be in one, creating one. Of course, I'm running a, a handful of myself, but. Um, they're just so much fun. I don't know. It, tell me, you know, one thing I was reading, and I don't remember ever talking to you about this, but on your website where, and you did your, um, you had yourself in the interview chair again on <laughs> episode 333. You talk about your uh, failure there, and I haven't listened to this podcast yet, but I don't remember talking to you about the failure when you were 57 days into it. Is that right? Am I getting the number right? I'm looking here. As I'm you are, because that's one day after the eight weeks of iTunes New and Noteworthy. Yeah, so talk, talk to me about that. So when you start something like Entrepreneur on Fire, it was pretty unique. There's a lot of podcasts out there right now that have since sprung up that are very similar that that are successful, that interview entrepreneurs, that interview small business owners, that interview leaders or sports figures, and they're, they're great. It's really a proven concept. It's really a proven model. But at the time that I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, there really weren't a lot of proven models. There were a couple that were out there, but I was kind of wondering if there was you know, room for another one, of course, in my na- naivety. I was, I'm like everybody, every other entrepreneur that starts out, and they said, oh my God, I, I had this great idea. I Googled it and I saw somebody else is doing it, so mm-hmm. I quit. Right. And you know now I see that and I just shake my head because I say to myself, that is just proof of concept. Now go do it better, go do it different and add your personality and you'll find your audience and, and go have a blast. But right. I was in the exact same boat as every other entrepreneur that starts off and I was scared of the competition that was out there. So I launched and I was very fragile and the success was very quick and very hot and heavy at the beginning and I was so thrilled at the thousands of downloads I was getting on a daily basis in my top ranking in iTunes new and noteworthy and things were rocking and rolling and I understood the new and noteworthy and I understood that you know, a lot of the traffic I was getting was due to that but I didn't quite know because again this was my first go round with a podcast with podcasting and with iTunes in general and then day 57 came and I woke up and overnight my my downloads plummeted by sixty percent. I disappeared off of the number one location of iTunes New and Noteworthy. I was getting between twenty five and thirty five hundred downloads a day. And I dropped to eight hundred to twelve hundred downloads a day. And and I had no numbers to compare that to, so I didn't know if those numbers that I had prior were awesome or just okay, or if those numbers afterwards were horrible or still great. I had no idea because I had no comparison. And I was like, man, this is the beginning of the end. This <laughs> right. is it. I've lost my audience. I've lost the ability um, to be recognized and to be found. Now I'm just going to be thrown in with these thousands of other podcasts and iTunes and, and forgotten about. And I really thought that was going to happen. But luckily, and I say this because I may have given up if I had no backlog of interviews because it may have been too difficult for me 
to continue to interview someone on a daily basis, not knowing if this was a model that was going to work. But, you know, I had 30 interviews still in the backlog, so I let them go. And slowly but surely, I saw the the down numbers continue to build off of that new base that had been formed. And it gave me some hope. And by the time that 30 days had been over and I had those, I was through those 30 log of interviews, the podcast had kind of regained a pretty strong footing. And it was starting to rise in the overall rankings of iTunes. And I was thrilled to see it. And I knew that at that point, I did have my foothold and I could continue to go from strength to strength from there. So that was a very near failure that I had when I just completely lost a huge percentage of my daily downloads and I gave serious thought to quitting at that at that 57 day mark and wow. as entrepreneurs we always we're always going to face those situations we're always going to have these days where nothing goes right and everything gets taken away from us suddenly and we and we think about quitting and Another reason why a mastermind, a mentor, a team are so important because they can get you through those times because it's the persistent and consistent people and entrepreneurs and small business owners that make it in the long run. Yeah. No, I love that you brought that story. I remember it, you know, a similar thing happened to me and I remember it was, I was glad that I had you in my corner because I was same thing and new and noteworthy and you know, you told me how to get in a new noteworthy and I followed your advice and sure enough, I was there from day one. And like you, I was riding high because I was even like, I was a number one and, and both the careers and management and marketing. And, and I even started getting up there in the number two number. And one day I was number one in the overall business podcast for one day. And I never forget that. And I remember I was like, wow, this is so awesome. And then I got an email from you. You were, you were, I can't remember what we were talking back and forth about. You said, you'll be prepared, buddy. It's going to like crash once you get past the eight week mark. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And, and I didn't want to believe it. And sure enough, it did. But I was glad <laughs> you were there to tell me because I was like, I didn't okay. have anybody telling me that. <laughs> I know. So thank you for uh, going through that pain before me. And cause I probably yeah. would have panicked too. And it was tough to see, even though you even told me it was going to happen, it was tough to see. So I can empathize with your, your panic and your feeling there. Yeah, it's even tough for me now. Like I love I've now been featured twice on the iTunes podcast homepage and I love it because it's a great opportunity for me to be featured on the iTunes podcast homepage with just six other podcasts at the top right. of the screen. I've I've been there twice now, once for seven days, once for fourteen straight days. I mean twenty one days I was basically on the cover of iTunes and it was yeah. amazing. And I was getting over 28,000 downloads a day. Yeah, that's crazy. And I mean, I was a number one ranking in business the entire time. But by the second time that came around, I knew it was a blessing and a curse because iTunes algorithm, and you just, as a podcast, you just can't stress out about it because we don't know exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. And I know that it's not 100% fair, accurate, whatever you want to call it, but it's there and it's good and it's good enough and people should really be happy that it exists. Um, but I knew with 100% certainty that my time on the iTunes homepage was going to propel me to number one, but then also the month following was going to hurt my overall rankings if I hadn't even been on there because iTunes compares to the last month. So where were you right. a month ago today? How many right. downloads did you get? Oh, you have less downloads this week than you did this week last month. And so because of that, because I was no longer being featured, they're comparing it to that and ranking me accordingly. So if I had never been featured... I probably would have averaged like a four or five or three ranking in iTunes business, period, without really that much fluctuation. Right. But because I was featured, I was number one for almost a month straight. 
And then all of a sudden, boom, I was like, you know, 15 or 20 or 25 even because they were now comparing it to when I was number one and being featured and having all of these new subscribers and downloaders that were only there because I, because I was being featured. Yeah. It's so easy to get wrapped up. You, you said it beautifully. It's like, it's so easy to get wrapped up on the iTunes algorithm and think that is your gauge of success. I think it's important to understand that it only takes, you know, if you're looking about to, to monetarily gain whatever your business model is, whatever your product is you're trying to promote, the power of podcasting, it just takes, uh, and remember, it just takes that one person that you got to sell. I mean, just like the example you and I were talking about with my speaking, you know, that's that's my main push of my product, right? My speaking and my coaching. And it just took the one individual, you know, that is your biggest fan, you know, and that's what you're aiming for. You're not necessarily aiming for, you're not, you're not like you're on CNN and trying to get, you know, I mean, that helps. And, and advertising and sponsorship certainly is, is the name of the game too, as far as monetization. But um, I just like what you said about don't get too wrapped up in that being your focus. Focus on the quality and focus on being authentic and connecting with people. And I think that in the long run is going to pay off. Yeah, that's the audience you're going for. I yeah. mean, don't worry about the exact numbers. You're not going for quantity. You're going for quality exactly. of the audience. That's right. And that's something I learned like following, you know, Dane Maxwell on the foundation, just like with his transparency. And he shows like, look, you know, with Paperless Pipeline, for example, you know, and he shows the numbers says, look, I don't need, you know, 200,000 subscribers. I just need 200, you know, and that generates cash flow of 40 grand a month. And so that's that's the mindset you got to have, I think, you know, is focus on the quality, solving somebody's problem, delivering quality, delivering the best podcast that you can. To me, that's the mindset shift I think that people need to be focused on. Totally. Well, in this closing minutes here, let's get that plug out. You got a new podcast. You're partnering and co-hosting with Tim Page, who has another great podcast called The Awesome Podcast, which I, I love. And, and uh, you and Tim are good friends. And you started a new podcast that just launched recently, right? Yeah, we're really excited about it. Tim Page is a great podcast host. He actually has rebranded his his podcast to awesome clarity podcast oh, which you can check out and it's um it's really a different angle he's taking and i really love the direction he's moving with that podcast and we did joint forces and we decided to co-host a show because we're both interviewers and so we we interview other people for our shows and we really both enjoy doing that but we said you know what we have a lot to say too let's just get on and let's just rap about some certain topics so we started a podcast called loveyourleap.com it's a great podcast. It's all about the entrepreneurial leap and really just throwing yourself out there and the fears and failure and commitment and accountability and masterminds and mentors. We talk about all these subjects. It's a weekly podcast, but of course we launched big with four podcasts on day one and we're going to be releasing once, one a week, every day after that, uh, every week thereafter. And we're already really excited. It's already up there in the new and noteworthy section, it's already you know it's only day two, but you know we have a bunch of ratings and reviews, thanks to Fire Nation Elite and other things. So we're definitely excited about that, and I'm just again you know to bring it back, Rich, I'm just excited about podcasting in general. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to see uh, these big mediums you know that are really picking up on podcasting now. Again, you know we talked briefly before about you know the, the Mazda S3 now having. Stitcher Radio in their dashboard. I mean, that's podcast. That's going to be incredible. And that's yep. exciting. And they realize the importance of it. It's going to be in almost every car rolling off the lot in 2014 and beyond. And, you know, recently it was USA Today did a feature article on 
podcasting is back and booming. And that was huge. I mean, that's USA Today. And tomorrow, Friday, September 20th, yours truly, John Lee Dumas, is being featured in Time Magazine. Awesome. I didn't know and that. It, that's great. Yeah, it's it's really new news. I mean, they just reached out to me last week. They said they had a deadline. They wanted to feature a podcast. Entrepreneur on Fire was their choice. So Time Magazine's doing an article on podcasting, and they're going to feature myself. But I mean, the important thing here is that they're doing a, an article on podcasting. Yeah, I mean, that's this great. Is Time Magazine. It's just crazy that these really large and well-respected news outlets and organizations are really jumping on the podcasting bandwagon, which is why I could not be more excited about our latest product with Entrepreneur on Fire, which is Podcasters Paradise. Because one thing that I really saw as a void out there in the podcasting world was just the lack of being able to join a fully functioning, living, breathing community and be able to start your podcast and have the support that you need to actually get out there and start. I mean, I have my book, Podcast Launch, which is good for people, and many people have launched their podcast just from that. But I knew that having an actual community where there was video tutorials that were ever-growing and ever-evolving to stay cutting edge and having a community forum so people could interact with other podcasters and engage with each other and exchange honest reviews and ratings would, would be huge. And then also the third component, which is the webinars and having top podcasters like yourself, Richard, come on and share the insider business scoops yeah. about podcasting. And so you know, here at the Entrepreneur on Fire team, we've released podcasters paradise which we're incredibly excited about you can check it out at podcastersparadise.com we're officially launching it october 24th but just to show you the need and the excitement for this course we did a, a little pre-launch over the weekend and just let people in um for half what's for half of what's going to be the, the full price and we had over ten thousand dollars in sales that's for awesome. just the, that 72 hour opening that we had and these are for people that are just locking in a lifetime membership for a product that doesn't even really exist fully yet. Yeah, and so that's really exciting. I think that's great. And, and, you know, and, and I just, I cut my teeth. I use you a lot. You helped me out a lot in the early stages, but I see some of the people in uh, the foundation elite mastermind who are in the beginning stages and learning and, and have, and obviously taking some of the lessons that you've learned and, and the business model, the things that you're going to provide in podcasting nature. And it's fun to see it's the, the professionalism, the, the, the kind of the business model, the techniques and the tactics of running the podcast business. You can already see the professionalism coming out of this group, these people that, that are starting the podcast. Um, so I, that would have been great to have when I first started out because, um, when I first started out, it was just, you're just kind of a lot of scrambling around. So it's great that you're providing that resource. And I can already see the benefits of people who are kind of, of what you've taught people to do. It's paying huge dividends and they're going to have some really, um, I think some successful podcasts, especially some of the people that you and I know, they got some great niches, but they've also got, it's important, that business model that I think you're going to teach in Podcasting Nation. Yeah, Podcasters Paradise. Oh, Paradise. Sorry about that. I got Fire right, Elite Nation you're, there. You're Fire Nation. Fire Elite. Nation in my mind. We have right. Podcasters Paradise. We have Entrepreneur on Fire. I mean, you know, it's how can we keep track of all this? Stuff? I know, right? <laughs> well, John, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad that uh, and honored that uh, I can call you my friend. And um, yes. you've, you've helped me a lot. The success of Dose of Leadership is attributed a lot behind the scenes that a lot of the folks haven't seen. Again, a quick phone call, a quick email, back and forth, some advice. And so I, I can't, I'm so honored to call you my friend. Thank you for coming on my 100th episode. Likewise, Richard. It's been an honor. I truly 
Um, feel honored to call you a friend as well for multiple reasons beyond the business and podcasting world. And I just look forward to continuing to track your progress. And I really hope that the listeners are kind of able to, to take something away from this because, you know, it's a great Maya Angelou quote, which is people are not going to remember what you say. They're not going to remember what you do, but they're going to remember how you make them feel. So my goal of this interview is to make the listeners feel like they can take action and accomplish great things. Yeah. And I hope, I hope people can understand that too, because myself and even you, where you were a year ago, just a year ago and where I wasn't nine months ago. And again, we're not finished on this journey and anybody can do this if they're, if they have the desire and the willingness. And, and I know I'm willing to help anybody along their journey as you are as well. So John, thank you for coming on the show. Richard, thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.